Non, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, moi, c'est bâti, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No! I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel of the Sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. I'm a man! Well? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Leia, and Abdel Abdel Kishin. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Filmotomy podcast. I hope you're all doing well where you are. Um, uh, it's your host, B. Garner, here. And uh, on this uh, week's podcast, um, something crazy has happened. We've landed on a desert island. Uh, I know, this is amazing. I'm still recording the podcast, even from a desert island. What can I say? My laptop survived. Um, so joining me today, I've got a few new um, new faces, new voices. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody from the Filmotomy uh, gang could join me. Um, but uh, luckily, the people I've landed on the desert island are all film fans. So this is great, isn't it? Or else it would be a very uh, short podcast discussing movies. <laughs> um, so let me get you uh, to introduce yourselves. Who would like to go first? Ah, I'll go. Uh, hi, my name is Mackenzie Lambert. I am the host of the Mech and the Movies podcast. Uh, you can find it on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I look at pretty much anything and everything from outhouse to grindhouse, from obscure to mainstream. Uh, there's no movie I'm not willing to subject myself to. Oh, nice. I like that. When you say subject yourself to, I, uh, I'm picturing something like a clockwork orange. You're sort of strapped in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a roommate that's all the more willing to do that to me. So, yeah, it, that's how it usually plays out. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to have you uh, on this desert island with me. Who else have I got with me? Uh, I'll go. Yep. My name's Adam Thorne. I write for Sit Cinema Blog, which a little bit like um, your man there, we cover, or I cover pretty much anything and everything that I can manage to sit through and some that I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, notable, notable one there would be La La Land, uh, which I have a burning hatred for. So. Ooh. <laughs> like everybody thought, does. I, I, knew, I thought I'd set off on the right foot here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I also write for What the Flick and uh, do a bit of boxing stuff as well. But yeah, like, nice to be here. Oh, nice to have you. Um, although I'm crossing La La Land off my list of movies. They <laughs> <laughs> have a very quick falling out on the, on the <laughs> And last but not, not least, who else is joining us today? Um, you have Aaron Carruthers Kru- here. Uh, I write for the After Movie Diner at the moment and... Uh, 
I'm just progressing through the world of freelance film journalism or trying to get towards it and I've just been doing loads of interviews, film reviews about cult films, genre films, you name it. I cover all kind of areas. I subject myself to any kind of film that is watchable, apart <laughs> from fan movies, obviously. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you um, all with me. Um, so let's try and come up with this scenario about how we've ended up on a, a desert island. We were on this. We were on the same ship that uh, Brooke Shields and Chris Rock was on in the on the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Um, I was thinking. The only oh, thing is, do I have to get naked though? Don't need. Uh, <laughs> uh, n- it's no. a radio. It's a podcast, mate. You can get it all out. Of you. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm commando. So, oh. uh, so I'm a Brooke. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I was thinking more. Oh, it's, it's a Lord of the Rings type of a Lord of the Rings type of Lord of the Flies type of situation. Um, the plane has crashed, and uh, you know there's no teachers around. Whatever the case is, could have been lured there by some sort of cinematic Bond villain who wants to steal all our ideas. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Like Bond villain oh, Island is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Because like... have a telly. If anyone's going to have a telly on a desert island, it's going to be a Bond villain, right? This is true. Yeah. Turns out it's Uwe Boll taking revenge on all of us for his films. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, now see that that would be too interesting for for him. <laughs> 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 anyway, luckily for us. Uh, there is a TV here on this island and uh, a DVD player um, and we've got electricity so we can watch some films thank goodness I mean because imagine us trying to what blood how to build a fire you know how to hunt a wild pig I mean why do that when we can watch movies am I right absolutely and eat strawberry lace sorry I'm going to keep referring to that Because I'm assuming if you've got it, you're sharing it out with all of us, right? So I'm not sharing my strawberry oh, no. laces with any of you. Okay? That, that's just that's bumped you up right up the to be eaten list. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the fire ready. Oh, <laughs> whoa! I was hoping that you guys would have brought some some snacks as well, maybe some popcorn or something. So you know, you can't you can't like I, I might share one with you guys <laughs> maybe but i'm not sharing them all because you know a girl's gotta have her strawberry laces that's all i'm saying well that's fair enough yeah yeah well, <laughs> um so we've landed on the island and luckily we've brought some films with us um unfortunately uh due to the size of our suitcases uh we were only allowed to bring three films with us but uh, they could be any films that we wanted. So, who would want to go first with their their first pick of uh, what movie they brought on to the island with them? Uh, ladies first. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess it will be me. <laughs> um, so I've decided to pack Castaway with me. <laughs> That's too cute. <laughs> Now, uh, this is probably a quite obvious choice. Uh, the reason why I thought this would be a good one to bring on is it's all about a man being on 
you know, uh, stranded on a desert island and surviving. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, we could use this as maybe like um, a guidebook on how to survive, you know? Um, yeah. Learn from the great Tom Hanks uh, in one of his uh, better roles, I think. I mean, he really is just starring on, on this, uh, in this film on his own, uh, with a volleyball. Um, I, I, I still, think, <laughs> I still think that volleyball should have won best supporting actor. <laughs> You're um, right. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like this movie could really help us. I mean, he learns how to, you know, make fire, um, how to make a raft in order to escape. And, uh, yeah, what more do we really need? I think this would be perfect. This and doesn't he actually use, like, a VHS tape to hold the, the boards together for the raft? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. See? Right. So, once we've finished watching the VHS tape of Castaway, like, over and over again, are we going to then use it to, <laughs> to hold the, the raft? Bash on a raft. Yeah, this is, see... We're making so much use out of this one movie already. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just really like uh, Castaway as a film. Uh, and I think it's the perfect Desert Island movie, really. Wilson! 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 I'm sorry! I'm sorry, Wilson! Wilson, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Wilson! I can't! Wilson! Uh, although, maybe that wouldn't be a good film in case we sort of get fed up of being, you know, being reminded that we're like Tom Hanks. <laughs> and maybe we needed something a bit more escape escapist. So, I don't know. Oh. So, uh, but I, anyway, I think it's a, a good pick to go with. But, you know, that that's, that's just one of the movies I've brought with me. Um, who else has brought a movie along with them? Actually, I do have one uh, one question I would like to ask you. I've discussed Castaway with a few people on different occasions, and a lot of them say that this is not their favorite Tom Hanks film. And I'm kind of curious, just from your perspectives, why people might not look at this film positively as compared to some of his other films. Well, if you're going to bring a Tom Hanks movie with you, wouldn't you want to bring Big or maybe Toy Story? <laughs> So it's funny you say this because I've got a Tom Hanks film in my uh, in my three as well. Oh, well, we're gonna have to have yours then. Okay. <laughs> um, what, what's yours? So, well, so let me just state here: I didn't realise that we were all sharing this island, so my film <laughs> picks are a little bit uh, a little bit selfish. Um, and I went for things that I just know I'd be able to watch over and over again. And one of my favourite films ever is Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. I mean, yeah, I realise that that's probably not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Three hours of uh, World War Two misery, but 
Uh, um, what is it about Saving Private Ryan that makes it one of your favourite films? Uh, I mean, so... <laughs> when I was like 14, or whenever it came out, I was about 14, 15, I went to see it in the cinema. And that opening scene, I looked across at my friend who I was with, and he was backed into his seat as far back as he could get from the screen looking utterly shell-shocked and it was what made me want to start telling stories and basically doing that to people so i just i've always just found it to be this brilliant piece of storytelling that's incredibly uh visceral like you can feel it that beginning scene uh, that opening d-day landings so yeah that's 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 it Anyone else here feel like they would be happy having Saber Prime? <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me that there was a there was a time in Vin Diesel's career before the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah, he's really good at it. I <laughs> forgot Tomazo, he was. Isn't he? Yeah. Tomazo, yeah. I forgot he's even in that movie until you just said that. <laughs> oh, Paul Giamatti's in it. There's all kinds of weird uh, sort of cameos from people who are really famous. I mean, Paul Giamatti's like the least uh, convincing soldier. <laughs> he sort of looks like he's not ever done a day's exercise in his life. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, I'd forgotten about Vin Diesel. Good, good shout. I think Vin Diesel, I think he got his start with Spielberg, and I think it led on to his film career, and I think he had a reputation of trying to direct the film when he was making it with Spielberg, and Spielberg was like, no, it's not gonna happen. No, 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 no. Find <laughs> Vin Diesel. I feel like we would have some really good, um, like uh, extras on the DVD. Like there would be a lot of, um, you know, good director's commentary going on there, behind the scenes. So I feel like there would be plenty of, you know, stuff to to like keep us going in, in this. <laughs> In the viewing, Sorry. there's a dog on the on the <laughs> island. Wow! He, do, he doesn't want to watch uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that that's a, that's a solid pick. Um, who wants to go next? Okay, I'll go next. My uh, my choice is the 1982 horror classic, The Evil Dead. Ooh. Talking about resourceful heroes, he's a guy who had to step up to the plate and. Yep, The Evil Dead is one of my favourite films and something I watch regularly and I just I just love it even still. Even the dodgy Mark Paytons, you name it, the dodgy actors. <laughs> and, uh, still amazing. That's a great choice, man. I think we're going to get on. <laughs> on. Evil Dead 2 is, I mean, well, not Evil Dead 2, but Evil Dead's interesting just because this is before Bruce Campbell kind of became Ash Williams that was just a hard-headed badass. In this one, he's almost completely useless until the very end. Yeah, he's basically the, the final girl when you when you look at it. He's just um, he kind of screams a lot. He's kind of <laughs> oh my god type way, but when he has to kind of get towards the action, it's like no, you got man up. <laughs> um, I feel like yeah, we could all really uh, learn from him on how to survive in like the most difficult situations. Uh, Granted, I hope there's like no, like, evil dead coming to kill us <laughs> on this island. Um, or no tape recordings of the resuscitation passages. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I'm totally not prepared for any of that. Um, I am bringing, I am bringing the Necronomicon as my uh, <laughs> luxury item, though. So. 
Um, I was a bit worried when you said Evil Dead because I thought maybe you were going to bring the remake. Uh, no. Which is, would be like an abomination. And I, I feel it's like... Good. It's good, but it's not, it's not the original. There's no, the fact was too that a horror film messed up the government in 1982 and it was like people thought it was, it was a snuff film. It was like, no. A film can do that to a government and I think... Should we watch it definitely? We are the things that were and shall be again. Stats of the book. We want what is yours. Life. So yeah, Evil Dead. Excellent. Um, and lastly, well, not lastly, because we've still got loads more movies to go, but for the first movie, um, over to you. What's what's uh, what's the movie that you've got, brought with you? I went with the George A. Romero classic, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, uh, my God, wow. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. This is like the best Desert Island experience I've had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, expanded on the world established in the living dead uh, you have some very poignant observations uh, particularly when you've got families that are hiding their dead relatives in the basement uh, because they still believe there's respect in dying uh, the zombies go to the mall because it was an important place in their lives just great performances from almost a no-name cast all around uh, Tom Savini's gore effects the great score by Goblin and just really the idea of surviving on whatever resources you have available to you uh, granted they have a whole entire shopping mall but <laughs> we just got an island maybe, there, maybe there's a, a duty free shop here uh, we, we just need to explore <laughs> I, I love Dawn of the Dead so much that was one of my favourite films it was a bit weird but one of my favourite films growing up as a kid oh yeah, yeah. absolutely Bit of horror. Yeah, you can't go wrong with wrong with uh, Dawn of the Dead. The thing is, what what cut is it though? Is it the Italian version? Is it the director's cut? Is it what version? Oh gosh, uh, I would go with uh, Romero's original director's cut. Uh, granted, the the theatrical right. version flows faster, and I've I very rarely it's been so long since I've seen Argento's cut that I'd have to revisit it. But the the long uh, two and a half, like what, almost three hour long director's cut. Yeah, let's go for that one. Okay, like good idea. Is that the one with the kids that get machine gunned that got cut out? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was yes. it. Yep. Wow. Well, I mean, I've not seen a director's cut, so I'm excited for this. Now on to our second film. So for for me, um, I'm bringing Con Air with me. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I feel like this is really sort of a, a, a male male centric I was, I was just about to say it's very masculine this island is gonna have uh... i know and i feel bad in a way because i'm the only girl but uh maybe i should be bringing something i i don't know like 13 going on 30 or you know, <laughs> uh, clueless or something like that uh but i love connor like i really really like it and for me it was it, it it was one of those films that I just sort of watched as a child and I probably shouldn't have watched it so young. So a lot of it went over my head. Uh, but uh, I really love uh, Nicolas Cage in this movie. Just He's just the perfect when he's allowed to act crazy and be really 
eccentric and I think this film has just got some really just cheesy moments in it but it's one of those classic 90s blockbusters where you can just sort of put on sort of forget about like the fact that we have no food and <laughs> we're running out of fresh water uh, and I'm I'm down to my you know last strawberry lace in the pack. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I presumably just... we're all nursing some fairly bad sunburn. And <laughs> oh god, yeah, and I think we probably would smell quite a bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know we're all support. We've all got massive beards now. Even I've got a beard. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've uh, we can still enjoy Con Air because you know that is just, yeah, it's a great choice. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it was either that or Waterworld. I mean, you know, I just needed some some nineties blockbuster. Oh, action. Waterworld is another great call. <laughs> yeah, but yet yet again with the nautical theme that you seem to cast <laughs> <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but uh, yeah. So uh, Con Air is my second pick. Right. And really, that was the uh, I think that was like one of the like the resurgence of John Cusack's career because before that he did like what eighties wrote like eighties teen comedies and here's mm-hmm. this movie that kind of propels him into more of a mainstream star yeah and John Malkovich is the villain you don't need any more than that yeah yeah and he has some of the best lines in that movie he gets to say the title of the movie which is you know the best thing you could ever ask for. <laughs> And also the fact, too, is you're actually cheering for a, a child murderer at the end of the film. Yes. <laughs> it's rather brilliant, that, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's like an end song. You go on a song and a smile and, you know, this child killer having a game of craps. <laughs> yeah, only in a Hollywood film can that happen. Um, <laughs> who wants to go next? Uh, I can, if you want, and <laughs> this is this is continuing the masculine theme and the <laughs> and the isolation theme <laughs> and the paranoia theme. I'd I'd go for the John Carpenter's The Thing. Ah, <gasps> uh. <laughs> yeah. Is, is someone else going to pick that? <laughs> no, no, oh, I'm not. All right. So yeah, I think we've got we've got a fairly decent horror night lined up, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I just find, I love practical effects. I'm a massive, massive fan of 80s practical effects films. Um, And I think You've Got to Be Fucking Kidding has to be one of the best (laughs) lines from a film ever. (laughs) I watched it when I was about, again, I was way too young, a bit like UB with Con Air. And it's sort of late at night. And I was, oh my God, look at all this gore. And then that scene, which where the head grows legs and walks down the thing. I'd never seen I'd never seen anything like it in my entire life and I still love it. I go to the Prince Charles Cinema about once a year to watch it again on the big screen. <laughs> I actually went with a load of friends a few years ago and one of the ladies who was with us, she didn't quite she hadn't really paid attention to what it was and she she turned to me about 10 minutes and she went, "Is it all going to be this gory?" And I said, "Yeah." She went, "Well, I'm going." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, it, but Kurt Russell does seem to have a fairly a non-stop supply of whiskey, which uh, would probably help. So, yeah, I, uh, uh, G and B is it? I think it's G and B. I think it is right. <laughs> oh God! Mm. Doesn't he play? He, he tips a glass of it over the computer when it beats him at chess at the start, doesn't he? 
Yep. Yeah, he calls it a shitty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only female in the film as well, isn't it? The voice of that computer. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit a bit worried about this now. I d- I'm desperately looking at my list, thinking, "Damn, I need to change. I need I need to put Clueless <laughs> on there. I, I, you know, we have to have a girly night. Of, of, of you know, that's it. A d- Sex in a City is being added onto the list. Um, yeah, I, d- <laughs> I joke, obviously. Um, no, I I love the thing. I think that's a great pick. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a we're having such a like blockbuster sort of fest going on. So I well, think... it was funny. So when I was thinking about them, I thought, well, I could you know, I'm not really going to plump for high art <laughs> if I'm if I'm stuck on a desert <laughs> island for years for God knows how long. I want something I can watch again. Like you know, I'd have said something like a profit or something like that. But you can watch that once, and you need to leave it for a little while. You know, we can watch the thing. Dawn of the Dead, uh, you know, Evil Dead, all day, every day. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like, yeah, I love Ingmar Bergman films, but I feel like Persona and Wild Strawberries, you know, are probably not going to be the, the type of movies I can sit through, um, you know, no. over and over again. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure if the Virgin Spring is on anybody's list. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no mind. <laughs> um, so who would like to go next? Okay, I'll go next, and I'll go um, even lower brow. I'll say Hudson Hawk from 1991. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> oh wow. that. A movie that I've seen probably 150 times. I, I shit you not. It's a film that I love. Uh, ever since my uncle said, you should see this film, son. This, uh, there's a dog, bit in it where a dog gets hot by a tennis ball, and I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just a film, it, it's really bad. <coughs> some of the screen directions messed up, some of the acting's terrible. But it's fun, it's, you can laugh at it, you can, oh, I think, I think it's really funny. Yeah, I've, it's... <laughs> I've seen that film once, so... Is, I haven't seen it at all, so you guys are selling me on this one. Am I right in thinking it's a Bruce Willis film? I yes, Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was about the first time he started just blatantly wearing a, a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was at a time period too where, uh, where cappuccinos were just coming into fashion as well, so it was, it was pre-Starbucks as well, so... <laughs> I've just looked up the film's tagline, and it says that it, the tagline is "Danger is his middle name." Oh. <laughs> well, that is the best tagline for a movie ever. <laughs> I, that's yeah, I like that because I haven't seen it in a while, and I used to love those sort of early '90s, like Last Boy Scout and things like that. Um, so yeah, not yeah, that nice Prime tip. Shane Black. Yeah, 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 Shane Black and um, sort of Steven Seagal as well. <laughs> Before he became a Macy's Day float. Sorry? Before he became a Macy's Day float. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Richard E. Grant is in this film. Yep, Oscar nominated Richard E. Grant. <laughs> Not for that film in particular, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your next pick. <laughs> All right, uh, to lighten up the mood, and uh, since because we're going to be on a desert island, it might help to know what to do with the coconuts we find on there, but it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
A nice mismatch of styles between the different Terrys. You've got Jones, who's more interested in the comedy, and yet you have Gilliam, who gets these wonderful panoramic shots, uh, contra- nice contrast in styles, and just even even besides the library music, Neil Innes doesn't get enough credit for his musical contributions. You know, the Knights of the Round Table music number, the Ballad of Brave Sir Robin, just overall, it, it's a much-needed movie to lighten the mood, considering some of our previous selections. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant classic film. And I think, yeah, sorry, sorry. no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, can I crowbar in a, uh, (laughs) I worked the um, catered Terry Gilliam's 70th birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a a surreal evening. And it was a go-karting place, so there you go, anyway. (laughs) 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 uh, And they had a trophy made up for the winner with Terry Gilliam's name on, so I suspect it was a fix. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, just reminded me of that. Oh, no, that's cool. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> um, what's your favourite moment from um, Holy Grail? Uh, it's one uh, line of dialogue in particular from uh, Dennis the Peasant. Uh, it's just, you have uh, the montage of, like, get on with it, get on with it. And then you have Dennis, like, well, these sketch wasn't just in the string of pussy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel like we could have so much, like, fun just quoting the lines. Uh, and uh, I feel like we could we... probably recite the entire movie if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel if we've got lots of coconuts, we could just like you know reenact it all out as well. You know, uh, play all of the roles between the four of us. I mean, basically what the Monty Python team did. So, you know, yeah, I, I think that's the gift that the film that keeps on giving so far. That's that's gonna entertain us longer than the others <laughs> um yeah i like it i like that pick um so moving on to my last pick and i fought really hard about this so um uh, it's basically inception um as a christopher nolan film from 2010 um because it's a film that has so many sort of uh theories for us to all mull over and discuss and it's a really great sort of uh science fiction film and and just 
just so fun to watch. I, I went to see it in the cinema, I think, um, three, four times when it came out. So I, I really love this movie. And um, out of all the Christopher Nolan films, I did think maybe bringing like The Dark Knight with me or maybe Interstellar. But Inception is just a lot of fun. And it, I, I mean, it's, it's visual still stand up today. So I know that, I mean, it's only it was nearly 10 years old so um, it's still quite visually impressive and oh yeah it's like MC Escher on steroids it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know I, I, it's got every a really great uh, cast and, and everyone's in there I mean Michael Caine I mean just being brilliant uh, you've Tom Hardy you, you know you've got Leonardo DiCaprio Joseph Gordon-Levitt Ellen Page um, so even Pete Postlewaite, I think that was like one of his last performances. Yeah, I, I, just... I think his last performance was in the town. Oh. But oh, that's his very last. Pete Postlewaite, yeah. Aye, town. Yeah. Oh man, I should have picked the town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan, and I feel, I mean, that I think. If we went with Dunkirk, maybe that would be too much like Saving Private Ryan. So, uh, you know, uh, I thought Inception's a good film. Everyone loves Inception. Uh, and we can all, you know, discuss whether we think he's really in a dream or not. I mean, that would keep us going for a long time, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Mind-bending. <laughs> okay, now present your thesis on why you think it's still spinning at the end. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, Plus, his... it's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. So score. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, maybe we'll start questioning whether we were in a dream or not. But this is going back into lost territory, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't done it. <laughs> Although, I have to say, the movie's been kind of ruined for me because someone took the idea of the, the sequence of the train going down the city street and they added the theme music from Thomas the Tank Engine. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like there's so many memes as that uh, uh, to that film as well. With you, you know the whole when he does he's in the hotel and he does that face. That wincing face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I feel like maybe we could we could definitely have a lot of entertainment value with Inception. We could just freeze it on that and come up with our own memes. You know, that that would keep us going for a long time. So yeah, that that's my final pick, Inception. How um, big is this television? Because, you know, you want some f- full HD stuff oh, for Inception. Yeah. I feel like we would f- end up with some really basic, crappy TV set. It would be a... It, would be a, uh, it wouldn't even be a, 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 a TV. It would be like an iPad. We're <laughs> all just crowding around this iPad. <laughs> no, I would hope it would be a decent TV. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'll have to be. Um, so your your next pick. Uh, okay, so I was a bit torn here. I nearly last minute changed for Gross Point Blank when you mentioned John Cusack earlier, but um, I'm going to stick with my uh, my original uh, 1991's The Adams Family. Oh, oh nice. I I think I can pinpoint my <laughs> my bloodlust beginning as an eight-year-old going to see it for my eighth birthday. 
with the um, where they do the fighting scene and all the gore sprays all over the front front audiences. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that was brilliant. And I rewatched it, I think last year, and I'd forgotten how good the writing is in it. So many wonderful one-liners, um, and it's nice and dark, but it's incredibly funny. And we could put it on a few, you know, more than once. I actually prefer the sequel to. It is the sequel is darker, definitely. And I, well, I... you got Joan Cusack in the sequel <laughs> as the the Black Widow serial killer type, who was probably like the yeah. best character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a maybe it's a double. Um, yeah. Can we can there? we do that? Yeah, those double yeah. DVD features. Yeah, let's go for that. Oh, yeah. 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 So, then we've got the best of both worlds, really. Um, because if, oh, although if that's the case, and I really should have brought the Godfather with me, we could have, <laughs> we could have, although we, we could have used the, you know, the disc of the third film to. It would have made a great coaster. The third one would have made a great coaster. Oh, I don't understand everybody's hatred of the third one. I, I really don't get it. I don't, it's not brilliant, but it's not terrible. It just is compared to the other two. <laughs> yeah. But, and Sophie but Coppola can't of- act, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, um, it's so weird because they trade down, they trade down from um, Robert Duvall to George Hamilton, and it's like one of the Oscar winner ones, just basically just the sun tanned oaf. <laughs> 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 so there we go, get sun tanned advice for on the Godfather Part Three from George Hamilton. I'm so glad Sofia Coppola found a career as a director because as an actress, I was not a fan. No, she's no. yeah. Oh uh, no, I I do like Adam Pam. Adam's family. I mean, uh, I think that's a great pick, and definitely a, a film that you know I watched a lot as a kid. I think. Home cooking. There's nothing like it in the world. May I have the salt? What do we say? Now. I like that. Something a little less. Um, uh, Intense. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so who would like to go next? Right, well I'm going to go and I would suggest like, bear with me on this Battlefield Earth A Saga of the Year 3000 John Travolta a semi-classic sci-fi masterpiece <laughs> in quotes Are you but, a Scientologist? Uh, my <laughs> it's a faith-based Scientology film what more could you want? <laughs> But my thinking of that is, the film is that bad, and that was like a panto. You could react the film on the island to keep us sane. Ah. <laughs> so one of us could be like, um, be uh, like Travolta. One of could be Forrest Whitaker. Somebody could be Johnny Goodboy. <laughs> at the out, <laughs> using palm trees for the, our hair and everything, and for the sex. <laughs> but uh, Battlefield Earth, oh, it's a special kind of dreadful. It's like. They spent all this money and it made pennies and over the years I've liked it even more because it's just so bad and it's obviously propaganda towards Scientology or oh, is or what, but it's just, it's horrendous. I but it's a good, bad, horrendous. I was going to say, you, you, careful, you'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it is terrible and it is quite a left field pick though, I'd give you that. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
I'd quite, I, I do quite like the idea of reenacting it. <laughs> just, just all going ever so slightly mad as we reenact. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're reenacting all of the films, I feel. Like, you know. Yeah. We've got to have a bad movie. I mean, so, you know, why not Battlefield Earth? Why um, not? Interesting, interesting pick. Um, <laughs> I like it. I wasn't expecting it. So that's. I was expecting something like The Godfather or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that pleasant surprise. The extended version of Lord of the Rings, because then that'll make the time go by uh, longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, final pick for you. Uh, the 1984 classic Ghostbusters with uh, Bill Murray, Dana Groyd, and Harold Ramis. Great uh, just, shout. Oh, yeah. Just infinitely quotable, much like Holy Grail. And just a whole mishmash, like, mix of different genres. You've got, like, the horror comedy elements of Abbott and Costello, Meet the Monsters. Uh, the proton packs give a sci-fi element. The screwball romance between Peter and Dana. Uh, the Staple of Marshmallow Man, which actually was a clever jab at kaiju films. It's just, this movie is able to do so much without making you realize it is. Come in, Ray. Pitman! I saw it, I saw it, I saw it! It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. So funky. Spengler, I'm with Bankman. Oh. You got slime. That's great, Ray. Save some for me. That is, I love it too. I, that is, yeah, that's and that's another one that will be fun to reenact. And there's four of us. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I feel like our time on the island is not going to be spent like proactively trying to survive but more yeah. about <laughs> yeah. Just trying to how long were you on the island? island three years how long did it take you to escape well we didn't actually escape but we did put on 15 productions of Battlefield Earth <laughs> and I feel like we would have like you know we would have made like uh, audience out of you know bits of yeah. leaves and stuff and twigs so they could all watch us and, you know bits of coconuts and stuff that we would get them to clap with so it sounds like people were <laughs> clapping uh uh have you seen a film called swiss army man i've heard of it i haven't actually seen the film though i know it has a reputation well it's an interesting film <laughs> i mean it involves a dead body that farts um so yeah uh but there's a bit where they reenact out jurassic park um so i feel like that's going to be us we're basically all stuck on this desert island reenacting out movies (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so yeah we've got a, a great range of movies there um i'm going to allow you guys uh, a couple of luxury items so first off i'm going to let you bring a box set of one tv show of your choice so who would like to pick first 
I know this is going to be cheating, uh, but I'm going to pick Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, Brent. <laughs> oh. Okay, I don't know it, so... Neither do I. I was thinking, what, what have I missed here? <laughs> I, do, I, uh, I do. I absolutely love it. Uh, the premise of people. the show is uh, a man is uh, marooned into space, and these two mad scientists send him really bad movies... And they're trying to basically figure out a way to weaponize these bad movies to take control over the general public. And so if there's a, if there's a movie that cracks the maroon guy, uh, they are going to weaponize it. But uh, it's really just us watching the movie with this maroon astronaut and two robot puppets just making fun of the movie as they watch it. Oh, okay. I feel like this is going to end up being us on this. After watching Battlefield Earth. Um, anyone else? Okay, um, my choice would be Police Squad. There was only six episodes, but Leslie Nielsen in it was just so brilliant, and there's so many jokes you can see on the screen at any one point, so there's multiple viewing opportunities to watch and get more jokes. <coughs> yeah, but, it's weird that um, that show didn't do well on television, but yet when they brought it to film, it just became a classic. So it's like, is there really that much of a difference between the TV audience and the movie audience? I think the thing was at the time, people had to, like, Instead of, like, watching it while you're doing your crossword, you had to, like, watch it. Yeah. So it didn't really catch on. It wasn't disposable TV that you just watch and just listen to. But, um, no, it's, it was far too clever for the time. I mean, now nowadays it could. You could do that type of comedy and don't know if it is happening these days, but you definitely could do it. But yeah. it's very funny, yeah. even now. And I feel like we would need it after some of the films that we're watching. You know, maybe, like, after watching Dawn of the Dead, um, we would need some sort of comic relief to unwind from it, especially with The Thing. I feel like, you know, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm torn between, and again, I'm going for comedy here, because I feel like we'll need it, between South Park or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I feel like we should have Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think, I think so. And also they have... Um, the the episode where Frank and uh, Mac get lost at sea with rum ham. I feel like we should have some rum <laughs> ham. <laughs> and I feel like when they put on their musical, of, you know, uh, Dayman, I feel like that would be us putting on oh, yeah. all our productions of the films we're watching. That is yeah. that is probably the best episode of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. So. I, I feel like, yeah, definitely. Uh, you Okay, you can have... Always Sunny in Philadelphia and South Park. Okay. Oh, that's very kind of you. What are you having, B? Well, I'm going for Breaking Bad. Ooh. Oh, yes. Great, great show. I, I have never seen it. Well, you're going to have a chance now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I think it's just one of those shows which um, shows the, the, the sort of... The, descent of this one character who who starts off as just an ordinary family man and you know he's he's actually quite a a decent enough guy at the start of it um but he slowly goes from like a mild-mannered teacher to a drug uh kingpin and i think it's a show like you know when tv shows come to end and the last season's always disappointing, especially, you know, with Game of Thrones and all that. Um, but this is a show that remained 
strong and consistent all the way throughout so and it has a really good ending which feels satisfying so um yeah i think it would that would be a good good one to bring on uh and you know uh, uh well you could probably learn a lot about science from it so. <laughs> yeah, i'm sure plenty of chemistry teachers have like bumper stickers saying yeah science bitch that's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> Plus, you know, if we, if we were able to manufacture crystal meth on the island, uh, it would probably pass the time. <laughs> um, it, it would it certainly help the productions of Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh, man, mangled on meth. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, and last but not least, we thought, um, I'm going to allow you to bring one luxury item onto the island. Don't say crystal meth, okay? <laughs> Um, so you're allowed to bring one luxury item with you. What are you bringing? Do you know what? The only thing, and I, I'm not going to go for food. I'm going to keep... The only thing I couldn't probably couldn't live without for the rest of however long I'm there is boxing because it's it's my... I, it's basically, you know, my bread and butter. So I'd, I'd need to have some way of getting the, the fights live to the television. <laughs> So can I say a satellite dish or something? <laughs> if you got a spare pair of gloves, I'll spar with you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at fighting. I just like what's going on. A pair of gloves and we'll just, yeah, we'll just have round robins just fight one another for our entertainment. Okay. Why, why the hell not? You can have a satellite dish. No. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I don't want it to contact the outside world. Just, just receive the boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyone else bring in a luxury item with them? Uh, if I had to pick, well, probably... I'll... Oh, go ahead. No, uh, well, I was going to say um, Tonic's Tea Cakes. Tonic's Tea Cakes are the most amazing biscuits slash cake ever, and I can't live, on, can't live without them. So as long as there was water and stuff and Tonic's Tea Cakes, I'd be fine. Are they the things with marshmallow? So, yeah, marshmallow type stuff on it, and it's, uh, it's a stable diet for Scottish people. So, um, yeah, I would have that because <laughs> it's the greatest thing. So, only reason why I, why I donate blood is because I get a free tea cake afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> How many packets are you bringing with you? Because unlimited, unlimited supply. Are they just gonna like a plane's gonna pass by every so often and like? Yeah, it's an airlift. Yeah, Yeah, we can have airlifts drop off stuff for us. Mm -hmm. Tonics tea cakes, and the thing is too, we can introduce (laughs) them to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, as long as you share them, then I'm okay with that. Although I'm thinking now that I I feel like I should bring some Yorkshire tea bags with me, because you gotta have like. You know, a Tannock's tea cake and a good old cup of Yorkshire tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else, you know, what have you got to... You, they go together quite well. So I'm Very thinking, well. But then do I have a kettle on this? <laughs> do you know, all these things you got to think about, about what luxury item you got to bring with you. So, um, yeah, I, I'm bringing... I'm going to still bring the strawberry laces with me because you can use them to tie up things so you know we might need that so you can sort of like tie them together and maybe create some sort of rope system you know so 
uh, and then we could use them like as a lasso or you know a whip or something so there's a lot of use for them and they taste amazing so yeah i'm, I'm sticking with the strawberry laces uh for mine uh i'm not sure if you have these over on your side of the atlantic but here in america we have this drink called not your father's it's like alcohol infused soft drinks and i would have to have to make sure that i have my not your father's mountain ale just because it is actually really really good even though you don't taste the alcohol and that's kind of what scares me about it oh okay that's interesting how oh, oh is this also being parachuted in so there's um yes yep yeah part of, part of the airlift yep we've got all our luxury items we've got all of our movies um we're already pretty much set so but I, I know it's going to be a lot of fun on this desert island. So uh, everyone listening at home, um, let's uh, let's tell them where we can find you all. Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me uh, at Cinema Mac. I'm on both Twitter and Facebook. And, of course, my podcast, Making the Movies, uh, you can find that on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and Podomatic. Yeah, well, I'm on Twitter and I'm uh, as Aaron D. Carr, 1985. I'm also on the Movie Diner website. Uh, you find all my interviews and reviews and different stuff. Instagram. Uh, so that's really it. Catch me there. Say hello. And I'm on Twitter as at uh, bedsit underscore cinema. We'd love to hear about what you would... Uh, what movies you would bring on to the desert island as always you can find Filmotomy uh, at www.filmotomy.com you can find me at the underscore film B on Twitter and you can find Filmotomy on Twitter as well Um, you can also uh, find this podcast on the likes of iTunes Spotify and Stitcher so go give us a listen a like and subscribe and please give us a review because that really helps us out so um thanks for everyone for joining me today um it's been a really great chat and i've actually really enjoyed this i feel like i should do this more often and have more people on uh to join me on the, on this desert island so we've got more company <laughs> oh, thanks for the invite <laughs> thank you um, thank you i'm very much looking forward to being abandoned with you guys <laughs> me, me too. Same here. We'll see you on the beach.